Hi guys, welcome to the Philosophy of Love, where we spill all the tea on love and relationships. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 1. I have my guest here today, Kaylee Amon and Emma G, and we're going to talk all things dating related, or some things dating related. And Emma, can you introduce yourself, I guess, your major and your dream first date? Oh, okay, yeah. Hi, guys. My name is Emma G. I'm a junior here at APU, and I'm studying international business. Um, My ideal first date would be, yeah, it would be like sitting down and talking at dinner first. I think that's like chill and getting to know someone. Um, I also like love walks, love anything outdoorsy, and I feel like like a hike is a really good first date as well. Um, it's not necessarily be the sketchy. best place. I know <laughs> it's not the best state for someone to see you in for the first time. And you're right, it's a little dangerous. <laughs> Maybe that's a second date thing. So I'm just gonna stick with dinner so you can talk and get to know a person. And Kaylee. Hi guys, I'm Kaylee. I'm also a junior here at APU. I'm studying history, um, and I think. Personally, very similar to Emma, my ideal first date would be like a lunch type of thing. Um, So we could just sit and talk and I would love to like take a walk through a park or something like that just because nature is beautiful and it gives you more of an opportunity to just really get to talk with the person in a peaceful setting. Hmm. I'm Morgan. I'm a junior here at APU, journalism major, and my dream first date would be, let's see, I used to say say the zoo, and now that feels awkward, but I think it doesn't matter where you're going, as long as you're with someone that you really like, anything can be sweet, except coffee dates, because <laughs> coffee dates are awkward, because you're just staring into each other's souls, so I'm just aggressively drinking my drink to look like I'm doing <laughs> something, it's just not good, not good. Kaylee? Okay, edit correct. this out. Yes. Edit this out because it, it does not matter. Um, My official first date was a zoo. Do not recommend. <laughs> That's all I wanted the to say. The mating situation just awkward. <laughs> it was, it was not very good. Yeah. Anyway, edit that out. I just needed to say it. It felt necessary. <laughs> I feel like we should leave it in, though. Oh, I feel like we really shouldn't. <laughs> we'll just we'll blur out the, name. out the name. Yeah. Yeah. My first date with <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. So iconic. Okay, we'll start off the question. So first question for you guys. What would be your ideal first date with someone you don't know well? So no hiking, Eva. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can hike if you're brave. Well, sorry, but mine's going to stay the same. Um, if I don't know someone, I definitely want to just, like, spend as much time talking to them on the first date, obviously. Um, so, yeah, something, sit down, chill. I think a coffee would be fine to do that but I, I get what you mean it's kind of awkward I can't do silence I can't I love silence I just I'm a yeah. people pleaser and I'm like oh they probably think I can't talk or something I don't know no I so agree <laughs> but yeah probably a meal dinner ideally yeah, yeah. cool mm-hmm. and Kaylee I also think a coffee date would be cute. (laughs) Um, Specifically if it's somebody that I don't know well, because it's like, well, I don't feel, I don't know if this makes sense, but I don't feel like it's as big of a commitment, Mm -hmm. like as a lunch or like a whole meal, you Mm -hmm. know? It's like, if it's not going well, oh, I finished my coffee, time to go. Yeah. That sounds really bad, but it just feels more informal and also like it's not as big of a commitment, I guess. Yeah. 
I'm too awkward for coffee dates. That's why I stick to no, movies. No. You don't have to That's a good one. Too. No, that's not a good. You should get to know the person. But yeah, hmm, this is tough. No, you're right. A movie is such an awkward first. I like. I've been there, and it's like. Do I, like, share the armrest with you? Oh, no, I was thinking maybe it would be best one because you didn't have to talk to the person. <laughs> you have to talk to the person. That's, That's true. I actually, dating. when I'm with someone I like that I enjoy talking to, I, like, talk. And I enjoy talking to everyone. I just am awkward. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, no, I would say uh food is good. I like Yeah. Although I'm too nervous to eat. But then that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> okay, next question. What is a specific deal breaker for you individually? And since this is the philosophy of love, we talk about things in a philosophical manner. You can give a deep deal breaker and then a kind of shallow deal breaker. Like, for example, my shallow deal breakers, if they're a perfectionist and need everything to be perfect and I'm just I'm a little too laid back for that I feel like so it just could be conflicting the personalities so or even just height for me is also my shallow deal breaker (laughs) if I'm being honest yeah that's me (laughs) so yeah that's fair okay um the bigger one for me would definitely be if they don't share the same religion with me I just don't I've learned my lesson now, and <laughs> I don't see it going anywhere potentially if we don't have the same root in God. And I think um, religion can, like where you're at in your faith, can vary. And for me, as le- as long as you believe and want to grow in your faith, I think that's a good place mm-hmm. to start. Um, and a shallow one. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I don't want to do an obvious one. Like, if he's, like, obviously, like, stuck up and full of himself and, like, Mm -hmm. arrogant and egotistical. I also can't do guys that are, like, uh, I don't know, like, constantly trying to be, like, funny or the center of attention. Mm -hmm. That's too much for me. I get that. Um, Let me think. I I want a funny one. I'll come back to the shallow one, please. Sounds good, yeah. Kaylee? Okay, um, I don't really know how shallow this is, but just personally, I can't be with somebody who isn't, like, knowledgeable, if that Mm, makes sense. If you dumb. (laughs) I wasn't going to say it like that, but yeah. yeah. (laughs) That is what I meant. Um, Just because, like, this is probably just a personal thing but like I want somebody in my life who I can like talk about books and talk about literature and talk about like philosophical concepts and stuff like that but who I can also talk about just like light-hearted stuff you know and just like have fun with them and so if you can't give me the best of those both worlds I don't want to share my world with you Mm -hmm. kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um other than that, like, if we're going more shallow, if you don't smell good, um... Oh, yes! Immediate deal breaker. Hacks. Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, a serious, serious one is, um, twofold. If you don't share my faith, just like Emma, um, because that is an integral part of who I am, it <clears throat> is first and foremost how I define and, um, identify myself, so if you don't share that, I just personally can't have a future with you um 
and connected to faith if you don't treat people with mm-hmm. love and with kindness mm-hmm. yeah then I literally just can't share my life with somebody like that mm-hmm. yeah that's good I feel like for me I've gotten more pickier through the years I used to kind of dislike anyone um that sounds bad but like talking about middle school me especially but as I've grown to meet more people and I've seen what I don't want but I've also seen incredible examples of what I would like and so when you see these high examples you have really big expectations for how God's going to deliver someday and so first date I'm bad I don't really give people a chance I tend to know what I want and I kind of want someone who's a 10 personality wise and also 10 looks wise and attend faith wise not that anyone can be perfect that's what I, want, I just want that. the perfect man actually no, I've literally <laughs> seen that like I've like I've had a few guys I've met in my life that have been tens all around no one's perfect again but in my eyes personally and so if there are anything <laughs> so I'm just a shallow person that expects a lot I guess but no you I have you have high standards, I have standards. Okay. yeah there's nothing wrong with high standards that's true so I guess I have a lot of deep qualities that I want in someone I want them to be really all in their pursuit with God. They don't have to be perfect again. We're all in our different journeys, different steps in our journey. But I also want them to be tall and good looking (laughs) (laughs) and be athletic and all those other things that, yeah, that matter to me. Yes. And then moving on from that, what is a green flag on a date? Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. I recently had the experience to go on a very nice date, and there were just, like, little things that I forgot about guys doing right, and I was just like, oh, yes, thank you. So, sorry, I have a bunch. Opening all the doors, obviously offering to pay for your stuff. Oh, my gosh, bringing you flowers. Yes, please, thank you. Um, Smelling good, big green flag. Treating the waiter nice, big green flag. Um, Offering you his jacket. This is a weird one. Letting you drive his car. Oh, I hate that. I don't know why. This has happened to me, like, really four or five times. Yeah. Yeah, with guys I've dated. That's on, like, cool. the first date. I guess it's, like, a move. I didn't know about it, but it's, like, a move. It's, like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, Shadi. Like, drive my car. And I'm, like, <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, those are some of my green flags, Um, as well as just, like complimenting you I think Mm -hmm. that's a nice way to start yeah Mm -hmm. Kaylee I think also just like (laughs) I'm just gonna echo everything that Emma says this entire (laughs) podcast (laughs) um like opening doors and treating wait staff and whoever's around you um Mm -hmm. positively obviously is a big green flag but also I think somebody who is willing to actually share about their life and their experiences but who also doesn't completely dominate the conversation yeah you know like they actually value your opinion and your voice and because like I have valuable things to say even if it's just like a little get to know you thing and if you're not going to pay attention to me because you're too busy talking about yourself I have no interest in continuing this conversation Mm -hmm. um so if you're willing and able to find that balance Mm -hmm. huge green flag yeah when he remembers stuff about you. Oh, yes. Mm. That's, yeah, that's big. Yeah. I feel like guys don't always remember things yeah. in general, so they remember something about you when they do that. That means a lot. And I guess for me, a green flag, if they pray before mm. the food. That's a good one. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think. I don't need anything 
big gigantic romantic acts i don't know that to me i'm so this i'm gonna die alone i literally am like that's just too feminine for me i don't know i just <laughs> not a fan i like the i like guys that everything they do which just so, comes so naturally i guess it's not these grand gestures but in everyday life they just act out i guess how gentlemanly. christ yeah gentlemanly how yeah. christ would want them to act and things like that and just just natural it doesn't look like they have to try to i don't know to impress mm, yeah and opposite of that, what is a red flag on a date? Mm, yeah, so many. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I think, like, what Kaylee was saying, like, obviously, like, dominating the conversation and not letting you feel like you have a voice, like, letting you feel, like, invalidated or underappreciated in any way. Um just like not making you feel special mm. like every girl wants to feel special on a date mm-hmm. obviously um and oh yes i do have a red flag not planning the date girls want to be taken out we just want to know like treat me like a princess obviously like of course like if you have an idea please listen to her as well mm-hmm. but like I'd say for the majority, like, girls want to be taken out and not have to do the work and do the planning. Mm. So, yeah, red flag if he's like, uh, yeah, we'll just do whatever you want. Or we could just do whatever you want. I don't like, mind that, though. I think that's really what you want. And Okay. This is, like, a bigger red flag when you're, like, dating for a minute. Mm. Also, the first one, though. Like, I don't want to I think it depends on the person. Yeah, that's a red flag for you. That's Okay, it's just a red flag for me, then. Yeah. (laughs) That could be a red flag for everyone, so. Yeah. Yeah. Kaylee? I think I have a hard time coming up with red flags, like, specifically for dates. Like, I can easily give you a list of red flags just in... In a man. Men in general. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like date specific is harder. Um, I think when like, he spits, sorry, so true. Shout actually, out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think like definitely the way that your interactions go before the date can make or break the actual experience. Um, so that's like a big deal. Like I'm saying, if he's not planning it, if he's not like showing that he's engaged or that he's excited about it like well why would I want to be engaged or excited about it you know mm-hmm. um and then on the date itself like if he's not giving you his full attention like if he's on his phone half the time or oh yes um especially like what I said before if he's like just dominating the conversation or just letting you do all mm-hmm. the talking like he's not finding a balance that just shows me that he's not interested and mm-hmm. I'm kind of wasting my time, and I don't want to do that. Also, sorry, I have one more. If he tries to kiss you at the end of the first date, oh, that's so true. Nope. Yeah. Also, if he's very Too clearly soon. and like openly, oh, I'm against your passions, or like I mm-hmm. don't share anything mm-hmm. that you really care about. It's like, well, thanks yeah. for that. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Literally. That's true. I think for me it's kind of funny because I just said went on a whole rant how I hate coffee dates because silence is so awkward. But I feel like it takes a mature person to really appreciate silence and be able to sit mm-hmm. in it a little bit. So if he can't deal with a little bit of silence here and there, and if he feels like he has to fill in everything, and mm-hmm. I I don't know. Even though 
I hate silence. I also love it in some ways. And it's the time to just take in and soak in the entire moment. So that's probably my red flag. Also that. Oh, my gosh. If he's, like, making jokes every couple seconds and, like, clearly thinks he's so funny Mm -hmm. or is just doing it to fill the silence, it's like, that's gross. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Me neither. Uh Uh-uh. I feel like it's a sign of a lack of humility, which is my probably my most important quality that I look in. For someone yeah also like sorry baby side tangent from like what you were saying on mm-hmm. silence because that's so good I definitely like learned that from like a previous relationship where I was just like I think I was so like worried about him like losing interest in me that anytime there was silence I was like ah, I need to fill it me too. like I would literally just go mm, so <laughs> that's me yeah <laughs> and yeah, like try and like talk about something mm-hmm. and then one time he even like brought it up I don't know he was like just asking me like are you why are you like like so like anxious or like uncomfortable like with silence and I'm like oh I don't know I thought like if it was too silent you just like don't want to talk to me or something yeah so I definitely learned that and I'm gonna try and do better in that what did he say to you because I also have that fear if there's no, silence, they just don't like you. Did he tell you that, no, I do like you. I just like silence <laughs> or something. Um, I think where we were at at that point was more of like... Things were ending anyway. They were. And it was just like, he was like saying that I still felt uncomfortable around him for how long we'd been together. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know why that was. And I was like... I was anxious because I I just wasn't getting enough validation from him that he did like me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know what I need to do. Like, I need to work better. I need to do something different. And so that's why I was, like, so anxious and so worried about it ending. And then he just, like felt like I didn't feel comfortable around him or something so that's where that was (laughs) yeah that's an interesting story for another day as well I think I think a really mature relationship though you can like obviously sit in silence like Mm -hmm. we're silent with ourselves all the time and if that other person you're gonna marry them and be with them forever you're gonna have like a lot of periods of silence so yeah okay this one's kind of a big one I feel like the answer differs for women and men, but it's still an interesting question. Does the prospect of meeting the one at this time of your life scare you? Mmm, this is so good. Sorry, I have big thoughts. Oh, really? I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I feel like I know exactly what I want to do with my life now mm. and where I want to go, and I really want to travel, and that may happen and that may not happen. That's my dream. Um, we'll see if God is also on board with that (laughs) um (laughs) but i think even though i do want to like travel and not be here and there would be like long distance i think you can make anything work if you do meet the one i'd like to meet the one at this point in my life Mm um i'd be cool obviously if god put them in my life but um it would be hard. I think it would be really hard, like, mm. past graduation and past all of that. And I think, like, people who've been dating, like, all throughout college or even before college, like, they have that foundation and they know how to do long distance and they can make it work. And, like, 
obviously like we're in like the second half of college so I feel like we're like ah, over the bunny slope and like coming down and now it's kind of like okay like the real world like what's happening out there um but I'd like to meet the one right now yeah if God put them in my life I'd be chill Carrie I agree actually pretty wholeheartedly um I've known what I wanted to do for a long time. I mean, pretty much my whole life. But now more than ever, I'm, like, assured that what I want to do is, like, my calling from the Lord. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like, I've had a lot of, (laughs) for lack of a better word, character development. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I can't really explain it, but I just know that, like, I'm ready. You know what I mean? Like, I'm ready to love someone else well because I've learned to love myself well like I'm ready to take care of somebody else because Mm -hmm. I can take care of myself well and Mm -hmm. like I just want to share like the love that's in my heart I guess um and the love that the love and the joy that I've experienced with Jesus um and like personally I'm just such a mom that I'm just like okay I'm I'm ready like I want to do this Um, And, like, I've always known that I wanted to get married young and that I wanted to, like, have a family young and all of this stuff, which was great. But it's, like, actually starting to get to this age. Like, a year ago, I was like, no, I'm not ready for this. Like, that's terrifying. And now I've just kind of reached a place where I'm like, you know, it could happen right now. It could happen a few years from now. I don't know because it's all up to the Lord's timing, not my own. But whenever... God does say it's time this is the one this is it for you I know that and I have faith that I'm ready and that I'm going to be able to steward the blessings that he's given me well yeah Ooh, my thoughts have changed drastically on oh, this let's hear it <laughs> maybe not drastically but in high school I would have been like, yeah, 19, man, I could get engaged, married, you know, it's kind of crazy. And I had no prospects of getting married at 19, just to be clear. But in my head, I could do that. Now, though, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see what God's doing a little bit. And I almost felt the Holy Spirit when we were talking about this question. Like, hmm. I feel like God has such a big plan. And I trust him with that. I'm just starting to realize that perhaps the plan includes waiting a little longer Mm. than I realized but Mm. as I say true love waits and so (laughs) I don't mind waiting usually I think it can be frustrating but also I have I guess big things ahead as far as career goes and calling goes I like to call it a calling more than a career because a career just sounds I don't know like it's more so for yourself but I think Mm. God has a big mission field for all all of us Mm. and for me that probably involves moving moving to different places around the country I used to be like long distance that that's easy peasy and Mm. I think I could do it personally if I really liked someone yeah but I also don't I also realize it's not completely realistic and so perhaps that's why that's why God has kind of held off on giving me the one right now so yeah that's a long-winded answer I'm just saying I guess I'm just saying it doesn't really make sense right now to get married anytime soon just because I'm probably going to be gone in a year but God could be laughing at my plan right now but that's how I see it going so yeah yeah so it can be tough because I think there's that fear I look on YouTube comments sometimes I shouldn't do this 
But when they talk about when you're like 30 and single and all the comments were like, yeah, 43 and still waiting, you know, or 50 and still oh, waiting. Oh, no. And I saw that. I'm like, that could scary. be me. And what's scary to me is this is our only shot to be married romantically to a man on like earth. We don't get that in heaven. So I'm like, if it never happens right here, it ain't going to happen ever. And so sometimes I do worry about that a little bit because you can trust in the Lord, but you see all those people in the YouTube comments, they trust the Lord and they're still <laughs> single. So so I guess I'm just conflicted between, I. it's a more of a struggle to trust God that no matter when I meet the one, it'll be the perfect timing. So I wanted to meet him at 19, but yeah, <laughs> that was my dream. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all for me. Anyone else have any finishing thoughts? Yeah. Um, just like speaking on what Kaylee said, I do also feel like I've been in points of my life where I was not ready to meet the one, like, especially after like, like, um, one of my like hard breakups mm-hmm. and stuff. And I feel like, oh my gosh, that felt like such a long healing period where like I would still like think about that situation and get like really sad like even to the point of like oh if I wanted to like I could cry about this right now but I'm like finally well I'll probably like maybe like starting with junior year I was like wow like I'm just like so healed from any like sort of heartbreak like it doesn't even like hurt anymore and I I'm like ready to get back out there, get back on that horse, and I feel like I know myself better than I ever have. I'm sure we all do, like yeah. as we're growing up. Um, and I also like know what I want, and even like with this last situation, I was able to go on um, like open-mindedly. But like, mm-hmm. he did not meet my biggest criteria, which is like sharing the same faith. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, like, what am I? I'm not gonna. I I want to go on a second date, sure. But, you know, I in the long run, what am I doing? I'm just setting myself up for heartbreak and for that. something that's, yeah, not going to work out, obviously, in the long run. And that's just leading him on and yeah. getting me attached. So better to see those red flags yes. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think I know what I want. So you got to, like, lead with your ideals. Yeah. For yeah. me, the one, the right one is worth waiting five lifetimes for. It's worth waiting 70 years for but the wrong one, it's its not even worth going on. Not to say that the person's not worth it, but for their sake and for your own sake, I don't think it's worth going on a second date for if you're wasting their time, wasting your time. And yeah, yeah. it's so, hard. To, it's hard to tell if it's the wrong one in the, on the first or second date. Too. Yeah. Oh, before we finish this, I wanted to actually ask that. But do you guys think you can know if someone's the one on the first date? Ooh, I think so. Yeah, I think God can reveal it, and I've definitely heard a lot of stories of, like, couples that were like, yeah, I met them, like, and right away I knew. And, like, I've never had that, obviously, but yeah. I think that can happen. Yeah. Kaylee? I think it's definitely a possibility, but also, like, if that's not the case, that doesn't mean they're not the one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true, too. Especially, like, if you or he is not in a position to be, like, I'm ready for this right now, mm-hmm. like, there could be an attraction you could think they're a nice person but you don't know that they're the one because ultimately I mean it's not up to us it just depends like you know on when God decides to reveal what his plan is um and until then we just have to do our best to wait patiently and Mm -hmm. to trust in him and something that I care very deeply about is that waiting is not passive 
you know, it's active mm-hmm. and trusting in God is active. It requires something of you. And however hard or frustrating that that may be, there's value in, you know, waiting for the one, waiting for confirmation, waiting on God instead of just doing what you want to do. And um, to respond to Morgan, something I was going to say earlier is that just because, you know, it's not happening in your timing or in mm. any timing that seems ideal doesn't mean that, um, like, you're not trusting in God or you don't have faith in God, you know? It's just, like, it's ultimately up to Him, not us. Yeah. yeah. It also doesn't mean that your life is over. Like, I know mm-hmm. we talk about relationships and, like, this glorified thing and when you find your person, and it's so fun. It's so fun about being a girl and, like, getting to do boy talk and stuff but like like your life is not over if you don't get married or if you don't meet the person like Mm. for me like if I was single all my life I'd still like adopt kids and be a single mom and still live and it would be okay (laughs) so yeah just wanted to speak to that for all the 43 year olds that are still waiting in the comment (laughs) section (laughs) they thank you yeah I'm like 99% sure that won't be any of the three of us, but it could be, and that would be okay, and we would survive. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I guess just to conclude this, I think every love story is beautiful, and some may know on the first date that that person's the one. Some people may not know until, my great-grandma said she didn't know until she was at the the wedding altar thing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) And then she was like, yeah, maybe this is a good idea. Yeah, she might have been joking, but she was very serious when she told me. (laughs) But yeah, just God's the master storyteller. You can read the whole Bible to see evidence of that, and you can look at our lives to see that as well so yeah that's all for us tonight but we will be back with episode two soon on the philosophy of love thanks for listening god bless